Welcome to another episode of Demystifying Gay Porn. My name is I.K. Grande, and if you watch gay porn, I've definitely helped you get off. Uh, today, my guest is a content creator and um, uh, muscle growth muscle growth fetish worship. How would you how would you describe that? Worship. Worship. Yeah. Okay. So muscle worship uh, content creator on Patreon. Are you on anything else, or Patreon is your your main uh, focus? No, just Patreon. Okay. Um, so. Uh, how would you like to be introduced? What 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 do we call you? What's your name? Uh, D. Usually, I go as D on there. Dave. Either way. But D is enough for people to be like, "Oh yeah, I know who he is. I know what he creates." Yeah, usually. I mean, I would say the full name Muscle Girl Worship is probably the the main tag because I mean, D is pretty general. No one's gonna be like, "Oh, that guy makes muscle growth." D. Like, yeah, there's lots of people who make muscle growth, so. Okay, so getting on to that topic, what, uh, how can you describe to somebody who's never heard of muscle growth uh, what that is? I would say it's mainly a fantasy. And a lot of people talk about fetishes and, you know, kinks, but it's, it's kind of all of that, but it's more mentally stimulating than it is physically stimulating because you know you can be slapping someone's ass and having a different experience than having someone call you sir or slave so those are kind of mental and then it mixes with the physical um but i would say it's a a fantasy genre where you're imagining someone growing or yourself growing and it's kind of like a power dynamic similar to like uh, dominant submissive because it's, it still incorporates that power dynamic, um, but it's, uh, it's a visual representation of it rather than a physical representation of it. So muscle growth is exactly what it sounds like too. It's just uh, when you create your videos, uh, are you using special effects? How, how does the video um, begin? And like, give me the story of your video of one particular one. Okay, uh, let's see. I did one where thinking back on different things that used to kind of get me into muscle growth, you know, like He-Man and um, Jafar, when he gets bigger um, and he gains all the power, I did a video um, growing as Jafar. And so I had to find the backgrounds to match and then uh, create myself in that space and then some particle effects and the growth of the muscle. So there's like tracking involved. There's a lot of after effects and some premiere, but I mainly make the effects to kind of match the, not the aesthetic, but the mental fantasy that I had, not necessarily, um, you know, the Disney-esque aspect of that. How, um, so, so putting together a video, how long would you take, uh, how long would, would a specific video take considering all that? Cause I know post-production is very hard. So after effects is a totally different beast. So I can only imagine. Oh yeah. Uh, I'd say probably about 24 to 40 hours. Okay. So your turnaround is about two days, give or take. Yeah, but when I'm working my other job, it's like a hobby. So it's, it takes about a month for me to do one video. Oh, okay. So spread out out my Patreon. Okay. It's over a month and I have to do it 
I only get one day off a week. So really like today is like my day off and I'm just trying to work on it too. Yeah, I, I'm not going to take up too much of your time. I just I'm very interested, and I know that um, there there are definitely listeners out there that um, are interested or are going to discover it through the podcast. Um, so you said you also uh, you dabble in uh, macrophilia, the macro uh, size difference. Uh, does that automatically go hand in hand with muscle growth, or or how would you explain that? I would say no, definitely not. I have fans on my Patreon that like muscle growth and they like macro. So the Jafar thing had both. So Jafar gained his muscles, but then he also exploded out of the, um, the palace. And I think that I did have some, um, you know, queries to my Patreons to see how much they wanted the, the macro and how much they wanted the, the muscle, muscle growth. And they've decided that they wanted both. It makes it so hard because a lot of people just want the macro where they're just stomping around on a city. And I'm like, you know how easy that would be for me to make? Like that I didn't have to like liquefy every single frame of a minute long video. Awesome. <laughs> so it's what I love to do. So that's really the reason why I think I have the, the passion enough to, to keep going, even though it's uh, the more difficult thing when it's actually close. So it's it's what you love to do. Where um, where and when would you say uh, if you can pinpoint a point where you were like, "Wow, I'm this is this is different," and I really really like this. <sighs> That's a hard one. I think that yeah, when I was, you know, we can maybe both remember when there was dial up modems and things like that you know, and we would download different things that we were interested in. And I started with bodybuilding because I really do like that, the, you know, the male physique because I'm gay. Yeah. But um, I think that what I mainly started getting into it was like there was Yahoo groups and I didn't really like everyone who was just like, oh, here's a picture and then imagine it. And I was like, we need some movement in here. So I would I would start making that. And then I decided that, you know, that was the kind of route that I wanted to go because I didn't think that I didn't think that pictures were enough for me. I liked to to morph the pictures, but I thought that adding different skill sets might be fun. And it just kind of became a hobby that I I wanted to share with the community. And so that's why I started my blog, which was free to begin with. And then uh, later I started the, the Patreon. Was it hard or did you find, what was it like first to find other people that were interested in what you were interested in in particular? You said it started with bodybuilding, um, but the idea of, of growth, uh, what was it like to find the first person that's like, hey, I'm into that too. And then a community of people. Yeah, that was like awe-inspiring. Because when I found all those bodybuilders, then there was a forum, which was called the Muscle Growth Forum. Okay. And... That was actually, I think, before it was called the Evolution Forum. And we used to just truncate it and say the Evil Forum. And so that was like mind-blowingly hot, just finding people who are also into the same thing that I'm into. And then kind of discussing it and growing your fantasies because it starts off as one thing, but sexuality is a journey. So you're going to 
I think build upon what you already have. And, you know, if I like bodybuilding, then, well, why not bigger muscle? Then why not that muscle, you know, exploding out of a building? Sure. Um, and I think that was uh, probably the most inspiring thing, finding evolution forms and then CF, Coiled Fist. Both okay. of those um, were the two websites that I think encompass what muscle growth or macro is. And muscle growth is the muscle growth form, and then CF has the macro. So it didn't start earlier on when you were um, when you were younger, when you were a kid, um, or maybe there were traces of it. I was going to ask, um, what's it like? Uh, is it because I know that macrophilia and macro, a lot of the a lot of the people on the forums and stuff have a hard time, kind of getting their feelings out on on how they feel about that, about what they're into. Uh, just because they're afraid of what people are going to say, is there? Does that exist in muscle growth as well? Oh yeah, yeah. I think that I mean that. That's a lot because when I was young, I I would think about like He Man and like just the idea of power and the idea of muscle being associated with that power, and I don't think that I really it didn't really explode up to what it was until I got the internet and really found those people to connect with because those connections build on your fantasy because they would have a different perspective and you can still take that in and make it your own. Um, but I think that one of the things that I like to do about those forums was discuss openly about it. And you don't have to feel shame on the internet, which is a good and a bad thing. <laughs> but I think the the one thing is to not have shame about your fantasy or a fantasy or fetish, and I like to kind of draw people out, and that's why I started having like meetup groups. We have like macro meetups, or we have just meetups of people who are on the forum. Like I've met people in real life. We I used to go to Arnold. I went to the Arnold Classic with my one friend, and then we had a meetup of all the other people who are into muscle growth, and it could be. And the nice thing about muscle growth is that it ranges from like, like I like to grow regular, like I'm a bantamweight. And then it, it goes to, you know, freakishly huge muscle. So it's not just one thing. It's, it's a lot of things. And macro is a lot of things too. Like there's a huge list of uh, fantasies and fetishes there. Well, where do you fall? Where do you fall into when you say some people like uh, freakishly big? Some people just like you know, a, a kind of a normalish size growth. Where where do you fall in? Uh, I think I'm a sh I'm a smorgasbord. Like I can take from a lot of different parts of both. Um, I would say if it was like my perfect ideal, I would say maybe seven feet tall and bigger than a bodybuilder. Like that would be perfect for me. But I mean, there are some days where you just, you get horny and you just can't stop. Yeah. So I think that that goes through anyone, but when you have a fantasy, that fantasy can just go. And there's no stopping until, well, you know. <laughs> um, is there a, an equivalent? I know you said, um, you said you're gay, so it's, you take the, the male muscle form. Is there the equivalent on um, heterosexual muscle growth? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's much bigger. Um, I think that when I started with the Evo forums and with CF, a lot of it's free. 
So I started my blog and it was free. Giantess, which is the macro version of the, the female one, and then also Muscle Girls for Women, huge. Because straight men are the epitome of the, the porn industry. Like they are the money. Um, one of, I mean, gay men are also the money too. But when it first started, I think that was assumed that you would just pay for it because mm. we're going to make it and you're going to pay for it. Gay men, it was more, yeah, sure, you're going to pay for it because these people are totally unattainable. But at the same time, then the porn industry kind of shattered and then everyone can do it. So I still think that the, the giant test and the female muscle growth is very much based upon uh, content creation and um, paid. But there's a lot of room to grow in that field. And that's why I, I didn't really sell out and go that way. I just kept what I'm doing because I like it. But it's a, it's a big industry, actually. Um, so there's, there's female uh, muscle growth is what you're saying too, right? Not only like uh, hetero males, hetero females. and Oh, yeah. There's a lot of comics uh, that are female muscle growth, and they're really well done. But for the male portion of it, there's not as many because it's not really paid. And people don't have the money or maybe it's a hobby, but that's all big hobby to have to actually create comics for that for free. What would you, um, and again, I always, I refer back to uh, listeners cause a lot of times and also myself in this situation, because I know we had a conversation a couple months ago, uh, regarding muscle growth and it was an intro, but as an intro for people, uh, for something mainstream, let's say a movie, what would be a great example of, of a mainstream muscle growth um, in movies? I would say there's a lot in the Marvel universe. I mean, there's Hulk, there's um, Captain America when he went into the chamber and then came out. Um, and that was a lot of, uh, a lot of after effects in that one, actually, because they had to basically make him small during the whole start of that film. And that was well done, I think. Um, I think there's a lot of commercials like Brawny. Um, there's a, a lot of muscle growth in that. Uh, John Cena, when he does the Maytag commercials. Yeah, okay. Um, there's um, a little bit of macro with uh, or size comparison with um, uh, there's a sports commercial where the guys get bigger. Um, there's a lot of those where they're giants walking around music videos. There's a lot of giants in those and giantesses actually. Um, would, I don't know if you saw the commercial, it was during the Super Bowl with Jason Morma. Uh, he, he gets to his house. Uh, it's kind of backwards or reverse, but he gets to his house and he kind of can relax and be himself. And he starts taking off pieces of his body to reveal like a smaller body uh would that be in that category too or is that something different um they're still in the same forums but there's a people who want to get smaller and that's a form of macro yeah um there's also theft in muscle growth so you can grow by draining someone else or interesting so there's 
there's different dynamics in it. So that would be two people. Um, a, a lot of the muscle growth videos I have seen um, are individuals, one, pe one person, um, and then maybe another person watching the other person grow. Uh, so you're saying that there is, uh, so there's narrative, there's stories, and some of it can be um, somebody stealing somebody's power from someone else and then absorbing it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've done videos like that, but I only have myself to really use so I can use myself and duplicate myself like big brother, little brother, or um, I can get other people in, but I haven't really started that yet because mm, a COVID, but yeah. B you have to still have the, the legality of it all and make sure that you have them sign the forms so that you have rights to the content. And it's a, it's a lot to do right now because I can't really go out and interview someone at Starbucks yeah. as readily as I could before. So, um, do you, uh, well, you mentioned COVID, so that's, that's a good uh, segue into what have you been doing? Have you been, uh, I, I know, you know, all of us have been, uh, sheltered in place. Uh, how's it been for you? Um, okay. I mean, it's been pretty steady. It got a little slower and you gotta find things to do, but I have a lot of videos that need to get work done. So, so you got a lot of work done. You got a lot of stuff done on the side. Some, I, I think that I've just kept up barely. Like, I still feel like I'm still getting behind on things because just life and the house and everything. But I think I've, I've been keeping up, but I think it is definitely a struggle for, for real. Yeah. What about you? Same. I mean, this is, um, I'm, I'm in, I guess, I wouldn't call it a man cave, but I set up a, a an area in my garage where there is a desk and, you know, well, there's two desks for my partner. He's, he can work over there and I pretty much just edit here, uh, you know, fake backdrops, all that fun stuff. Uh, I am working on, uh, making a little production hub here. Um, but it's, it's still, you know, a good three months away from being, being complete. So it's, it sucks, you know. It got a little, uh, it got a little cabin feverish. But other than that, um, I mean, I'm still getting work done, so that's always good. And then uh, I just found out that we're probably not going to be in the office till January, uh, unless you know there is a second wave or whatever. Whatever does end up happening, uh, January sounds like a good start. Um, so yeah, so that's that's basically what I've been up to, and. Um, you know, I didn't want to start the second season of, of this podcast until, you know, like everybody else, I, I was like, okay, something, you know, it'll happen and we'll, we'll find a cure for some reason. You know, you just all, automatically assume that a vaccine, because everybody's talking about this vaccine coming out. So you're like, we'll be good by the time September comes around. And, and we're not. So <laughs> I was like, I, I need to just, I need to just start this now. I, if I had been a little more, um, if I wasn't as stubborn as I am, sometimes I would have probably started uh, through COVID and then just put up a second season uh, through Zoom and stuff. But I really do enjoy uh, talking to people in person. Um, I think, you know, it. Uh, this is proving to be, uh, it, it's proving to work well. So uh, I'm not against it. Uh, but you know what it is, right? You know, like the contact and 
not not to say again that that this isn't working uh, technically a lot of times i i'm worried about audio i'm worried about video uh but we seem to be technologically advanced enough to to make it look um good uh good presentation so uh yeah i'm yeah. all over the place now people realize how hard it is to actually get that production in there yeah especially when you're setting up a new studio um yeah you have a studio, right? You have a studio that you operate out of. Yeah, I have a studio in my uh, where my garage was actually. Okay. So I mean, it's all painted green, and but the lighting is the hardest part, I yep. swear, because they don't make lighting to just match anywhere. They just make lighting in general. <laughs> oh, thanks. Okay, now I have to jerry rig this thing up on this wall. Exactly. And you know, have this hanging down and pray to God it doesn't fall. You know, it's. It's great. It's a $200 thing, just hanging up the ceiling. Great. We, um, we're actually, I've, I already said, you know, I'm looking to hang lights above and just kind of make it a, a mini studio where you can turn a button on and the lights go on and you don't have to worry about it as long as, you know, you have the same setup or a similar setup. And if I'm podcasting or I'm doing a couple of other things with green screen, I wouldn't have to move the lights all that much. Uh, so I, I feel you. <laughs> it's a lot yeah. of production. What do you say to people? Um, what do you say to content creators or people who want to be content creators who are just starting and they're like, oh, I'm going to make a lot of money creating my own content. And you'll see, I'm going to put up five videos a week. And what do you, what do you say to that? I mean, aside from laughing in their face, um, I would encourage people to be content creators. A, we need more content creators in the genre that I'm in on both sides. And it's hard because the people who are doing stuff for free, the content may not be that great sometimes. Sometimes you're like, oh, that's okay. And if, if people would pay for it, it could improve the content, but it doesn't mean that that money is going to improve it all the time. Sometimes people are paying and I've, I've paid for different Patreons, I've paid for different OnlyFans and I wanna just see what the content is that's out there. And that money doesn't make it better because they aren't necessarily putting that money into there. They're just getting money for doing their content. So I would say having that, that drive is great and try to get that money. Sure. But at the same time in our field, there are many gay for pay. I mean, it just happens. It's the porn industry in general. But even with, you know, low-key cameras, even if they don't even take off their clothes, they can just do whatever they want and people are going to throw money at them. Yes. So it doesn't necessarily have to be high quality. True. And sometimes I've seen some friends who buy some things off of clips for sale or whatever it might be, someone's direct site. And I can't even watch all the way through it or I need to mute it. Yeah. And even then it's almost impossible to get through it because people will throw money at people who are hot, no matter what it is. I find, I find, oh, I'm sorry, go on. There's some levels. So I think that if it's just, they're not doing anything and it's kind of what you're into, they're not going to get as much money. But if you're doing this high production thing and you're charging a lot of money, you're not going to get a lot either. So there's got to be this middle ground where you kind of feel like, okay, I've put some work into this. 
and I'm charging a moderate fee. You have to do it's it's still economics, and you still have to do your um, price cost ratio and for the revenue. There's also the perception of it, like you were saying, that oh, I could do that. Mm -hmm. I could, but there's a lot more into the back end that people don't realize. I mean, you have to still create a video production studio, yeah. which is much more work than people think it is. Yep. Um, you're also paying for the back end as well. And then you're also trying to diversify. You're trying to make content that can go to one area or one fantasy or fetish. But really, you need to diversify. You can't just do one or the other. Also, when you get people in-house, you have to shoot for more than one video. Yeah. You have to have them in. You have to make time for, um, you know, edits. You have to make time for outtakes. You have to make time for bloopers. I mean, there are going to be all those things, and it takes time. Uh, do you have, um, or have you noticed uh, you, how you've been making videos now for how long then? About. Oh God, I have to actually date myself. Like fifteen years. Okay. Um, do you find, uh, or do you have a lot of people that uh, want to collaborate or contact you? And I do. It doesn't mean it always happens. <laughs> and it, the funny thing is, is like I really want you to morph me. I'm like, right? Do you have a green screen? No. Okay. Like. It, it just kind of stops there. Like, there's a lot of people or who are hopeful that they want to do more, but at the same time, then they get busy, I get busy. I mean, it's the same thing as gay men trying to meet on a an app. Yeah, it doesn't happen sometimes. <laughs> okay, I see. I see. When looking for you, when people are looking for you, uh, they find you on uh, Patreon mostly. You said. Um, anywhere else? Are you putting your stuff up? Are you thinking of other uh, areas or do you find Patreon's the one that works best for you? Um, I advertise on Twitter, which okay. is pro worship as well. And Patreon, one thing I don't like about Patreon is that you can't search for me, which is the dumbest thing ever. Mm -hmm. So Patreon is, if it's adult content, you can't actually search by name. You have to just go to their direct link which is frustrating. Yeah. I guess I'm assuming, well, when I found you, it says there's a automatically something that says you have to be 18 or over to click on this site. Once I clicked it, I was able to look at it. Um, so that's how I didn't, it won't show. Even you, even if you don't show any kind of, uh, adult material, let's say like there's no nudity. Is there? No, there's not. They still consider it an adult-oriented mm -hmm. site or Patreon site. Interesting. Yes, it's a very interesting dynamic, especially because YouTube is where I post to, and then I put it on Patreon. So I'm not paying for Venmo right now because it's just not cost-effective. And also, people can still get the stuff if they want it. It's just the truth of the matter. If it's on the Internet, it's on the Internet. Probably not going to come off because someone's <laughs> got it somewhere. Yeah. Um, but YouTube has different um, licensing agreements and uh, policies, and then Patreon has theirs. But when they overlap, you have to follow both. Okay. 
I would like you to, if you will, send me a um, a an example of one of your um, one of your projects, or or if you if you will, just uh, point me to one, and I can um, put it up, and I'll I'll put it on on this uh, podcast, so people can can get an idea of the stuff that you do do. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm sure I'll have you on again. Um, I, there's so much more to learn. I think this is just scratching the surface. Uh, I'm curious to see more stuff that you do, do uh, that you make, that you create. Um, but yeah, uh, I kind of, I really have to thank you for this, this tutorial, if not tutorial, but this intro to muscle growth, um, as a, a kink or a fetish or however however it may be uh, perceived by the person that's interested in it. Um, so uh, for people to find you again, you're on Twitter, you're on Patreon. What's your name again? It's Muscle Grow Worship with one W. Okay, so Muscle Grow Worship with one W on Twitter and on Patreon. Uh, I will include a clip like I mentioned. Uh, guys, if you like what we're doing here too and you like our interviews, please uh, listen to the podcast on any podcast directory. Uh, it's on uh, Spotify, Apple, all those uh, fun and exciting places to listen to podcasts. Um, it's also on YouTube. Uh, we put the videos up on YouTube. Uh, click the like, uh, click, I'm sorry. Click the like button, click the subscribe button, the notification bell, all that fun stuff. Uh, just make sure you comment and um, and tell me how you like all the videos. Um, again, thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to call you by your handle, Muscle Grow Worship, just because I, I want to make sure people get that engraved in their head and they go check out your stuff. Um, yeah. Um, like I said, thank you so much. Enjoy your day off. I appreciate the time that you gave me. And um, I'm looking forward to the next time. Yeah, thank you. Cheers.